the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silence. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Your hosts for this program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see the church come into its fullness and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as their Messiah, Savior of the world, and the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you. And here again, Junie, the time is rapidly moving on. We start another week of broadcasting. It's a subject that I think could bring great encouragement to you. And I want to start by saying this. There are certain scriptural words that really defy definition. We use them, but it's so hard to really put a specific definition on them. Uh, I think of majesty, Junie. We know, we know the majesty of God, but how do you define it? But let's look at another word that's really difficult to define, even though it's, it's used throughout scripture. And that word is glory. In Hebrew, it's the word kabod, and it comes from a word meaning heavy. And in uh, translating that word, we see throughout the scripture, it means great, honor, splendor, and rich. And yet, it still doesn't touch or define clearly what glory is. And you know, we see a great example of the glory of God, because in Hebrew, the glory of God always refers to the presence of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, look at 2 Chronicles chapter 5. This was the um, manifestation of the glory when the temple was completed. It says in 2 Chronicles 5.11, And when the priests came forth from the holy place, for all all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves without regard to divisions. And all the Levitical singers, Asaph, Heman, Jedithon, and their sons and kinsmen clothed in fine linen, with cymbals, harps, and lyres, standing east of the altar, and with them 120 priests blowing trumpets. In unison, when the trumpeters and the singers were to make themselves heard with one voice to praise and to glorify the Lord, and when they lifted up their voice, accompanied by trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music, and when they praised the Lord, saying, He indeed is good, for His loving kindness is everlasting, Then the house, the house of the Lord, was filled with a cloud, so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. An incredible scene, Junie. And we, we, again, while we know the word glory, how can you really describe what went on? It's it's only a God thing. In Greek, the word is doxa, D-O-X-A. It means dignity, honor, and worship. And throughout the New Testament, we read uh, phrases such as, Glory to God in the highest. Behold His glory. Yet, we can be used to 
here's the glory of it all, Junie. We, born-again believers, can be used to demonstrate the glory of God and cause others to glorify God as well. It's remarkable. So something that's so hard to define, it's so godlike, yet we can be part of, which is so encouraging. It really is, Shelley. And, you know, it makes me think of the song, Let the Glory of the Lord Endure yes. Forever. Let the Lord be glad in his works. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will give praise to my God while I have my being. And it's incredible that God even allows us, as you said, to be part of that glory. And in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, we read, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And what's amazing about that, Shelley, is if we're not born again, then what is the light that shines? But when we're born again, the light that shines is really the light of Jesus who lives in our heart through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that really does bring glory to our Father in heaven and the works of God. Let the glory of the Lord endure forever. Let the Lord be glad in his work. And it's really amazing, isn't it, Shelley? It really is. It's phenomenal. So here we're talking about glory. And, you know, when you think of glory, you think of God. And here we can be finite human beings on a natural level. We can be used to demonstrate the glory of God. And you know what's amazing, June? In Matthew chapter 7, verse 16, the word is clear. It says, you shall know them by their fruits. The context there is to be able to discern the false prophets. But the key, and that's what we want to talk about primarily during the course of this week, fruits. And you might say, well, if people know us by our fruits, what does that have to do with the glory of God? How do, can we connect the fruit of our life with the glory of God? Well, the fruit of our lives has everything to do with bringing glory. Of all the things God could say, Junie, how we can be identified, maybe it's by, again, good works, whether we're kind, compassionate, merciful, and a host of other things. Of all the things that God can say to identify us as believers, the Word of God says, you shall know them by their fruits. And you know the Word speaks about a good tree brings forth good fruit, a bad tree can only bring forth bad fruit. But here we are, we're linking something that we all have available to us what are the fruits of, fruits of our life? Will we be remembered when we pass on to the next world? But we need to see that we, because we know the Lord, are able to bear much fruit. And as we see, let's, Junie, let, and in fact, can we all turn to John 15, which is such a powerful portion of Scripture, well known. And what we're talking about is this, the fruit of our lives can bring glory to God. So that brings something that's so heavenly, a subject like glory, it brings it down to earth. 
and we can manifest the glory of God and cause others to glorify God by our lives, like you read before from Matthew 5.16. If our light shines, if we're, if we're doing that which pleases God, people will notice us as being different and they will glorify God. So can we ask this question as we start on, on this teaching? Do our, does the fruit of our lives bring glory to God? So, familiar verses, let's look at John chapter 15 and maybe look at the first eight verses because what what we're talking about is bearing fruit and bringing glory to God. John 15, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. And he who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up and they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it shall be done for you. By this, and here's the key, by this is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. You know, you just have to stop, Judy, and say, wow, what a portion of scripture this is. And we notice that in these eight verses in John 15, the word fruit appears six times. And here's the key. By this, by what? By bearing fruit is my father glorified. That's so powerful, Judy. And we see a link here in that verse that if we bear much fruit, It's a sign that we have become a disciple of the Lord. Fruit-bearing is such a vital subject, and of course it starts by abiding in the Lord. How many of us really realize, June, that without Him we can do nothing? And yet so much of the activity in the believers' lives in churches, you know, is God originating that work? Or are we doing work that we have not been ordained to do or called by God? But here's the key. What's the fruit of our lives? So, how can we bear much fruit? And, you know, Junie, can you think of a better testimony or a more powerful testimony for anybody's life than to say, his life glorifies God? How can we glorify God? By bearing fruit. So we need to question ourselves, and that's what we're going to do throughout the course of this week. Is our life bearing fruit and is it causing others to notice that we live in a different way than the rest of the world? And it really goes back to that song that was on my heart. Yes, it's true. Let the glory of the Lord endure forever. Let the Lord be glad in his work. Yes, Lord. And so really what you're saying, Shelley, is aside from the Lord, we can do nothing 
let the Lord be glad in his work. Yes. And so if we really live and move and have our being in him, then the fruit of our life will be his work. And when we really realize that, the end of the song becomes a reality in our life because it will cause us to sing unto the Lord for as long as we live, that we will sing praise to our God while we have our being. Yes, because Lord. the recognition of our life or the fruit of our life or the light of our life doesn't come from ourselves, Shelley, but it really comes from the knowledge of God. Thank you, and Lord. when we give the Lord our heart and our life and we ask him into our heart to guide us, to lead us, to teach us, to direct our steps, then really he does, Shelley, and the work and the life that's in us, which is the life of God, will bring light and glory to our Father, and it will also bring rejoicing to our soul, won't it? Oh, thank you, Lord. So we just ask you to ask yourself, what fruit am I bearing in my life, and am I bringing glory to God? And, Jenny, it's an exciting subject that we can bring glory to the name of our God. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the, for the uh, attachment that we have to you and the effect that our lives could have. And I pray that as we abide in you, we will bear much fruit much and fruit. bring glory to the name of our God. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. For Zion's sake. On behalf of For Zion's Sake, thank you for joining us today. If you would like to contact Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. Until next time, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program has been sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.